not the first podcast ever. This is <laughs> no, this is the first one ever. No, uh, all the other Dave, ones. We are coming to the party so late with no, this. No, 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 no Dave. No, no. We no, Dave, are the first. Dave. They have them already. Nope. This is all. It's almost. <laughs> this would be like starting a new wave band today. <laughs> <laughs> this would be like coming up with grunge today. Oh, uh, we are so on the fucking cutting edge of this. Uh, uh, first off, Dave and I are both wearing fingerless gloves, mm-hmm. uh, knit caps, and gas station attendant jackets do, to say uh, loser on them. Because do, welcome to 1993, Dave and I are on the ball. Actually, I just got a perm. <laughs> so. I love it. I figured got a perm and start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, uh, you know, we'd like you to listen. Uh, this is Greg Bryant. I'm Dave Anthony. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's a, we just did a recap from mm-hmm. our old producer, Perry. I'm, uh, I'm Greg Barron. I'm talking to Dave Anthony. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we're on the cutting edge, and uh, I'm sure there's not a lot of podcasts out there for you to choose from. So, you know. A podcast? you want to explain what a podcast is? or is um, that, uh, is As that? my mom would say, uh, will you talk on the internet? Mm-hmm. How do you get on the internet? I love that. I love then, that. Uh, and then there's a lot of staring and some awkward, um, mm-hmm. what, what the but fuck But you happened. told her, get a passport. I did. Mm-hmm. Get a passport. Go mm-hmm. to the passport office, get a passport. Head, head out, get a, ask for a ticket to uh, internet. Mm-hmm. And you just go there and you do it. <laughs> um, should we talk about uh, how, how we know each other? Or do you want to still talk about how we're getting into podcasting when it's been going on so long that no one will care? Well, look, we're looking for five listeners. We're not looking, five. For, we're not looking for that. Cinco. We only want five. And uh, uh, so I think we're I think we're okay as far as that goes. We look, should I get think five. That, wouldn't you just think that as big as the internet is, five people just stumble across it, like some guy in India? Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. That's my Indian guy. Five people haven't even stumbled across my Twitter account. <laughs> I'm the least popular person you're, in show business. I'm gone backwards. Come on. You're, you're, you're going to break a, th- a thousand. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I have 100 people visit all of my things all year long. Like 100 people have been to my website. 100 people are on my Twitter account. 100 people belong to my Facebook page. People couldn't – it's as though people are actively disinterested in me. You know – Is that they do it as an activity. You know – I'm going to leave the house and not be interested in Greg Barrett today. Yeah. And I don't blame them. No, okay. <laughs> you get a little aggressive now. I don't blame them either. Jesus, yeah. the way you are right now. I wouldn't yeah. want to listen to your fucking like, moaning. No, more people read Stop All Monsters, which is your uh, – your blog, yeah. Uh, then uh, watched your television show. <laughs> <laughs> my God, yeah. If only as many people that read Stop All Monsters watched my television show, we'd still be on the air helping broken people oh, come together. God, that with was their so dreams. Great. We what we did was we took dreams and broken people yeah. and put them together. Do you remember the time uh, when we were uh, doing your show and? Uh, and we were always having a fight because we wanted to make it a hybrid show that was mostly comedy. Mm-hmm. And the powers that be wanted it to be like Jerry Springer. I remember the moment we were all sitting on a table and a producer said, so I had the story of a girl. Uh, she's 18. Uh, she's pregnant. And she hasn't told her father. And uh, her, uh, her father's a racist. And the father's uh, baby is black. And I remember you looked at me. And I remember I went, I just go for it. <laughs> like it was over. We we completely caved. Like we were gonna like we're not gonna be in. We're not gonna have this incendiary bullshit that they have on those shows. And then in the end, we're like, can we get the rapist's mother on? Can we get her on too? How can we do it? And by the end, I was so checked out emotionally, but still alive in yeah. wardrobe because I was so psyched about that. Yeah. That people would come in and go. Like a producer would come in and explain a story to me. Like. Okay, so her husband beats her, and she's just left her marriage. I'd be like, excuse me, I'm fucking looking at ties. When I'm done, do you know who these ties are made by? These are Band of Outsider ties. Do you know who they are? No. These are, these are the best ties you could possibly get. I'm looking at ties. When I'm done, we'll talk about Rape Baby or whatever it is we're doing. Uh, this Rape Baby today. a great episode. The worst. Uh, but, um, you know, how often, though, do you have uh, – are you working on something in show business? And someone says, uh, hey, we can't do that today. And you say, why? And they say, lice. <laughs> because the guests yes, have lice. lice. Yeah. And uh, we have to fumigate the green rooms. We did. And they can't come. Oh, uh, and then a month later, someone says, uh, hey, we can't do that segment. Why? 
Oh, the lice people are back. They lied to us. <laughs> oh God. And they said there was someone else. You would think, <laughs> you would think, in the interim, they would have gotten rid of the lice. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd think they would have said, listen, listen, we should have noticed when we were fitting them for teeth that they had lice. But the point is, now, I know we're being glib about our show that we, at one point, we genuinely tried to make a decent television show and we genuinely cared for people and we got beaten down. And so if you watched yeah. the show and you liked it and then you were also following this podcast, you need to find somebody else to follow because you're sad. <laughs> you're sad. You're a sad person and I've got nothing for you and neither does Dave. Yeah. But if you did like the talk show, thank you. And we did do the best that we possibly could. Um, and it's an impossible task. And Dave and I were, were reminded that when you set out to do anything in life, it's really important to ask yourself beforehand – do I like this? Yeah. Like, do I like daytime television? And the answer to that is no. Now, I was I was a benefactor of daytime television and that I was on the Oprah Winfrey show with that book that I had written called Twilight. And she kicked that thing into the stratosphere and she gave me a career. Yeah. But that should have been my only little, my, my, my only stop by daytime television. Yeah. Um, so whenever in life you're doing something, make sure you also like it. Make sure that you would purchase it. Make sure that yeah. you would, whatever it is that you are setting out to do. I make sure it's something that you'd like to do. Otherwise, you will resent it and the people that uh, you do it with. And and uh, and also to piggyback on that, if some asshole friend says, "Hey, I got a daytime talk show. Will you work on it?" Say no. Mm-hmm. Say no, because uh, mm-hmm. that was the saddest time of my life. Sadness. 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 I'm going to snack you, you throughout wrote? this entire yeah. podcast. Well, what else? I haven't eaten all day. Yeah, but now I'm going to eat into the microphone. Well, because you take care of yourself and mm-hmm. you really care about uh, mm-hmm. you know your art or whatever the fuck this mm-hmm. is. This is art. Uh, okay, so uh, Reg and I go back what, 20, 20, 22 years. But it have to be about twenty two years. Yeah. Twenty two. Well, twenty. Yeah. That's as long as I've been doing stand-up. Greg's was the very first open mic I went to, the mm-hmm. very first time I went on stage, and he walked up to me and said, here's a list of shows uh, that you could do, open mics. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Because then, for a moment, I saw something in you, yeah. and that's a moment I've regretted ever yeah. since. Oh, yeah. It's, no, uh, you were hilarious. You were hilarious, and uh, and I have always felt during my career, because people did that to me, that like when you see somebody, you should uh, help them out. Oh. That you like, if you can. Really? I really believe that you I've, I've been ridiculing them and trying to knock them down so right. they don't get right. up to my Right, because they level. scare you. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people at my level, so I want to mm-hmm. keep out of there. Well, that's really work. Like, that really worked. Like, I saw you do that with Zach Galifianakis, and that yeah. really worked. Fuck and then him. when you went after Aziz last year, oh, I mean, that he hasn't, that guy, poor guy, can't, that guy can't, that guy can't buy work. Piece of shit. Mm. No, I mean, look, Zach got work because of the beard. He's not, he's not funny. Mm-hmm. And beards are just about to be out. Yeah. So I wonder what happens to him. Yeah. Good luck, Kyle Kinane. <laughs> Good luck, Kyle Kinane. Way too late to the beard party, bitch. Hello. How you doing, Brendan Walsh? Shave it, Maritime Man. <laughs> Shave it. Come in from the ocean. Is Brendan Walsh going to be on your next show? I'm going to try and be on his. Whatever wow. Brendan Walsh is doing next. Mm-hmm. He should. He's really funny. He uh, really if you funny. don't know Brendan Walsh, uh, comedian, look him up. Uh, all right. So uh, Greg and I, uh, then we became friends. There was a lot of drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, for uh, a good 15, 12, I say 12 you years. Yeah. I set you up with your girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, that, that did not go well. No. Uh, no. Obliterated me. My mm-hmm. heart. She crushed your heart. I yep. saw you with the girl. I, I was sitting next to you guys and I said, you guys should go on a date. Um, and then uh, you both uh, stared me down. Yeah. Um, and then you guys started dating. Yep. Uh, and then she became uh, the head writer of the Ellen DeGeneres show. And I... Sort of like that. That's kind of how it went, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there was some time in between. Mm-hmm. And I went to New York and uh, I made a bucket of sadness mm-hmm. that I climbed in mm-hmm. and covered it in booze. Mm-hmm. And I just fermented. We've always been a little bit of a contrarian. We were all living in San Francisco yeah. and we're all doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of us said, hey, there's a scene happening in Los Angeles yeah. that we're about to start. It isn't actually happening, but we will be down there. Because uh, I think because Dave Cross, who we all knew, and Janine Garofalo had moved there to work on the Ben Stiller show, and then they were doing stand-up down there, mm-hmm. and we thought, well, maybe we should go down there and do it with them. And Dave said, that sounds awesome. I'm going to New York. Yeah. I'm not going with you. You know why? Because I didn't need you fucking losers. Mm-mm. And you had a good time in New York. Yeah, oh, great yeah. place. Great. I had, uh, what was that mouse's name? That you were living in your palm. 
<laughs> you're living in the palm of your own hand. And uh, uh, if you've never lived in a place with a bathroom down the hall, you haven't lived. Oh, my God. Oh God. Whose shit is this? Uh, it doesn't matter. It's just great. It just makes you feel closer to other human beings when you can go, oh, I smell what's inside of you mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then uh, I, I left New York uh, in a bitter rage. Mm-hmm. I came out to L.A. And then uh, you guys had already done all your thing. And I was like, oh, I'm too late to the party. <laughs> you came out a little late. Yeah. yeah. We'd already – what have we done? When you came out here, we were um, – well, everyone had been out here putting in the time. It yeah. is easier out here. It's just easier it out here. It is easier out here. It is. New York's just hard. It, it's uh, – not that you can't do it there, but most mm. people uh, have had better success coming out here. Yes. And also there was a burgeoning scene here that just sort of happened at the time where you, you just – you know, we were all – we were all doing the same open mics, but we were all doing them together. And that crowd, in, 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 you know, included, you know, all the people that were on Mr. Show and Kathy uh, Griffith, Margaret Cho, Margaret Cho, Jack Black and Kyle, Dana Gould, Dana Gould, Janine Tompkins. I mean, the list just goes on and on. And um, uh, and so we were all not working together, but at least it felt like we were doing something. Uh, uh, all of us had other, you know, day jobs, and um, but a lot of times people could get day jobs on television, you know, in writing, yeah, or being a PA or something like that. Yeah, I wish I. Right, had where you were that. working in a pickle shop. I was working in a pickle store. We were I, was, pickle I was doing my own thing, motherfucker. Right. I didn't no, I know. need you people. In no, that's an inter- oh, a lot of people don't know that. Each other out. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was me and uh, I was out drinking at Patel till six in the morning, and then mm-hmm. I get a, a job at a pickle store, and I feel really good about myself because you can't get the smell of pickles off you. So right, yay! Hello, you know what ladies love? The smell of pickles. Oh fuck! Mm-hmm. It was like I was just swimming in ladies. Yeah, no doubt. Just uh, no doubt. Yeah, what are they they're like? What is that? Dill? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fucking sour. <laughs> I'm gonna get some sour up on your shit right now. Did you say I'm gonna get some sour up on your shit? I did. That's a lot of help. Uh, you know, I help. You're somebody's dad. That's actually you're somebody's dad. Uh, a book I'm writing about how to pick up the ladies. I'm gonna get some sour up on I'm you. Get some sour up on your shit right now, oh and uh, that is gonna be the best book. Let I, me blurb it. Yeah, fuck Can I blurb yeah, that yeah. for you? Can you blurb it right now? Let me blurb it for you. Fucking blurb away. Um, if you're a dude and you want to get with the ladies, get Dave Anthony's. Get some sour up on this shit now. Yeah, Greg Barron, author of. Yeah, what'd you write? The Da Vinci Code. Never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so then, uh, yeah. So I lived in New York, where I would stay up till six in the morning and uh, drink with. Uh, I was while you guys were all doing open mics and getting successful. I was like drinking with people like Dave Mattel. Uh-huh. So I had a different. It is company because I was sort of doing the same thing. I mean, when you think about it, uh, all the people that were around me were actually working, and I was drinking with them. So it wasn't. I wasn't doing a whole lot different. Oh, New York. Wait. Like I was drinking with. Uh, David Cross, yeah, and Paul Tompkins, and Paul Tompkins, and uh, various and sundry other cast members yeah. of uh, Mr. Show and the Ben Stiller Show, and all of that. I was drinking around and near them. I wasn't. I don't remember. I don't recall early on doing anything significant work wise. No, you didn't. And I remember uh, one because I, I used to talk about you. I used to talk about. I was uh, in New York. I was dating a casting uh, casting. Uh, Director from who worked at Fox, mm-hmm. and uh, and I would talk about you guys, and talk about you, and uh, and then one day you were on a show. It was some fucking mm-hmm. shitty. It was Louis, it was Louis, um, Louis uh, Anderson's whatever it had, whatever uh, his stand up show was. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, Babel All Night or whatever. And uh, and I was like, oh, Greg Barron's gonna be on. You got to see this. This guy is so funny. He's great. And then uh, we turned on the TV, and you came on, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it was right before the end. It was like a fat lady. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, you were, you had long hair, mm-hmm. a blonde, mm-hmm. and you were big. About 227. And I had a chain wallet. Yeah. Uh, and But you were in a giant shirt, a giant black shirt that was almost dress-like because mm-hmm. you were hiding it. I was, well, I had, I, what I would do is I'd keep it untucked. And then I was on television, so that adds ten pounds. So I weighed two thirty-seven. Yeah, um, fuck yeah, yeah. I remember that. And you weren't, and you were totally scattered. Like you didn't, it didn't make sense. It was bad. It was, these, these were not good times. But that was right. Yeah. That was right. I think that was like maybe three or four months before I uh, sobered up. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I was right at the end because I think I remember my sister seeing the same set and going, "Man, what were you? Uh, I saw you shouting on television. <laughs> you should really seriously think about putting some jokes in there. I don't know what you were screaming about, but if you're trying to work something out with your ex, you should just do that, like yeah. at a therapist's office, and yeah. maybe put some jokes on screen. So there was a reason why I wasn't why why I wasn't doing anything, but I was drinking with a lot of soon to be famous people. You were. Mm-hmm. Lots so was I. So fuck mm-hmm. you. I had that yeah. down. And then I never went on to do anything, really, of note, like you. Uh, you're doing a podcast. Mm, mm. And you come to the podcast party. Fuck. Huh? Podcast. Oh, man. We yeah. are... Uh, As we're so doing this, this, they're already developing another format that people are broadcasting. <laughs> in. Like, this is... We just... This is like we've just made our first cassette of music. We... Uh, people don't know this because nobody heard it, but we had a... We had a... Uh, what was it, internet radio, internet show, radio and channel. we were on in Spokane on regular radio on terrestrial radio in Spokane in uh, Syracuse, New York. Fuck! So we were blowing, we were blowing up. We blew some shit up in in two thousand. Well, it had to be two thousand one, two thousand two, something like that, yeah. maybe like that. And the only the only thing that was interesting about that job was it was called ComedyWorld.com. It was yeah. one of the, it was one of those um, uh, you know um, startups. Yeah, and. Dave and I were paid an enormous amount of money to work yeah. together. Uh, and I already was, I had already, I was already kind of having fun doing Beth Lapidus' show, which was probably one of the only shows in, on ComedyWorld.com that was actually kind of worth listening to because she was good at broadcasting. Yeah. And then, but we took the big money, we got our own show, and Afternoon Drive, yeah. and... Um, we fucking drove it. Uh, it was originally me and a kid named Travis Clark, uh, uh-huh. and, uh, but our chemistry didn't quite, quite make the mix, and then you came over to write for us, and then you... Got on the show and he exploded and and uh, but the the the, the most uh, significant thing that happened to me was Michael Patrick King was there doing an interview. Oh, Michael yeah. Patrick King is the executive producer of Sex and the City and has also directed both the movies and written them. And he came up to me and said, you know, asked how I was doing and we were old pals. And he said, "Hey man, you know the staff of Sex and the City is seven women and two gay men, and we'd love it if you'd uh, come over and tell us what pussy tastes like." Because uh, nobody here seems to know. <laughs> and uh, and, and then I said, said, you said, I don't fucking do that. I uh, said, uh, I ain't that kind of dirty please man. Please get me out of here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, you don't even have to write me a check. That would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Anything that I could do. And the best thing about it was then Dave and I were fired uh, a week before the whole thing went up in flames. Yeah. So they were firing us to kind of make a point. Like, we don't need you here anymore. Yeah. Here's your severance pay. And then they couldn't even pay people yeah. at the end. And let's face it. What a great victory that is. And for you, the listener. When we left the internet comedy world of comedy radio, their listenership probably fell by eight people, which was mm-hmm. half half of the total listenership. We would talk to nobody. We would talk to nobody. Like we are now. Fuck. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you know what fuck. we did? We said, hey, you know what? Let's, re- let's hit the reset button on that part of our career God. and do it again. And the show is called The Manversation, so I'll let you know where we were. Do we? Mm-hmm. No, this is good, right? We're, we're doing it smart. What we're doing right now is smart. We're right there. We're on the cusp of the mm-hmm. edge. Ah, this is fucking... Right where you need to be. Shit. Right ah, be. doorbell. That's it. We're doing this in my... By the way, we're not doing this in a studio. Yeah. No. Am I... Uh, Greg's got to get the door. I'm going to get the door. We'll be right back with our next segment. <laughs> Podcast one of the, uh, we don't have a name for it yet, podcast. We'll come up with one. What? Pants. We might call it pants. We might go, uh, we can call it, uh, hey, where'd you get that sweater? Yeah, Maybe not that. that's that more about you and your sweater fetish. Seems a little unfair. I'm not the only person that likes Do you, do you walk ahead. around naked with just sweaters on in the house? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I'll wear just a cardi and uh, it, it disappoints that's everyone. Fucking gross. No one likes it. No one likes it. No, I would punch you. In a nice way. Dave, I just got back from Australia. And I got to tell you, we should just move there. Why? Really? It's that good? It's just, I think it's that good. Why? What's up? What, what about the fire? Didn't the whole place burn down last year or something? I don't know. I missed that. 
I missed that. Was there a fire there? I had no idea. Yeah, like the whole fucking island. They all had to jump in the water or some shit. I, I don't. Didn't, uh, I, I don't. Yeah, I didn't the hear whole, anything about the it. whole everybody well, was they like in the water. They regrouped they together. They regrouped really That's nice. well. They have. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a god. It's a great country. Why? I don't know. Probably because nobody pays any attention to them. It's like Canada. You know, they're just not yeah. on anyone's mind. You know, you're never worried about them. They're probably like. What to Canada is to the U.S. What Australia is to England, right? Isn't that kind of the thing? Aren't they sort of kind of? Yeah, I mean, they have. I felt like in my conversations with them that they feel that they've got a little bit of an identity problem because they don't have a rich history of like we have a good story. We do. You we know? kick the shit out of England. I mean, we kicked the shit Fuck out of England. Yeah. Fuck you. You know, we came over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. We uh, no, we ruined it for the indigenous it. folks. But Whatever. We, but they didn't. They didn't. But care. We have, they weren't we, taking we, care of the way we tell our story. It's a story of like uh, a bunch of ragtag ragamuffins mm-hmm. saying no to England. Yeah, coming fuck over you, here. England. Yeah, we've got our own puritanical views that we want to bring over yep. here. And uh, fuck you, you fuckers. And here's some blankets for the people are going to die. And Paul Revere, blah blah blah. Smallpox. They don't feel that way there, but then of course now we're the most uh, disliked uh, country on the uh, planet. So, but isn't that really cool? It's not at all. Okay. It's not. I, I three right. times when I was in Australia, I had somebody oh. come up and go, and this there were English there, and an Englishman came to me the first day. I said, "I saw you the other night, and I thought you were going to be shit." And I said, "Oh, what? Yeah, I thought you'd be rubbish. I thought you were going to be shit." And I was like, "Oh," well, and he goes, "Yeah, but you was really good. I liked it. It was really funny." I'm like, okay. He goes, yeah. And I go, why did you think it was going to be bad? And he goes, you know, because you're American. And I go, you realize what you've just said to me would be like me coming up and saying, hey, you're really funny for a black guy. Like, it's racist, essentially, you know, or whatever. Uh, it's well, not we racist. Are... It's not, we're not, not a race. But it, but it was the thing. I felt like I guess we both assume America's shitty. I guess I'm, I have to agree with you on some level because yeah. if we go over overseas, we're, we're all supposed to like so that we can ingratiate ourselves to other yeah. people. I do like this country because mm-hmm. all the good things in my life are from this country. Yeah. Uh, my career, my family, my, you know, I, I, I've, had, I've had a nice life. Flan. I don't, I love flan, the international <laughs> food. We, we, we made flan. Yep. Uh, um, we make croissants. Oh my god! All that shit. We yeah. fucking made <laughs> we it. Do, we do make it. We yeah. make the shit out of it, dude. We made tapas. Fuck we you. We made tapas. How's it going, tapas? Yeah, uh, we do it. Fuck them. We're not afraid. We made it all. Yeah. We, uh, anyway. good day. That's what we say yep. today. Good day. Crumpets. Uh, crikey. Anyway. <laughs> they really, but they really did. Um, and the other funny thing was they would say, you know, Americans have no sense of irony. That's their, like, that's their, their, um, that's how they feel about our comedy. Like we have no sense of irony. And I want to go, um, we start wars to keep peace. So we are irony. <laughs> Are you? Do you see what we do? We, we want, live it. We 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 don't sit around making little comments about it, England. We but, fucking live it. You know, the thing is, it's fair game. You know, uh, you can say whatever you need to say. But 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 person to person, it, they were great, and uh, it's a really beautiful country. It's sort of like it does feel like an enormous California with a European twist and better chocolate. Oh, that and nice. um, they've got a snack called the Tim Tam, which is this chocolate cookie that you think. Oh, it's just a chocolate cookie, and then you eat one, and an hour later you're naked on your bed, shaking, going, "Where do I get more Tim Tams? I don't even want to go out. Like I've, I'm, I've become that's that's not a good. No, they're good. They're so not, good, it's so, messed up. They okay. make them. Here's how good Tim Tam is. They come in different flavors. You know what one of their flavors is? Cookie. They already are a cookie. <laughs> they already like a are a cookie. And they have a cookie-flavored cookie. That's how fucked up they are. What? Yeah, they're awesome. They also have something called the Scotch Finger, which is that's them? not a name. You, you don't want the Scotch Finger. That sounds like something that, oh, bad. No, that's dirty. You're about Steve. No, dirty. and I, was, I gave him the yeah, Scotch Finger. I was Scotch Fingered once mm-hmm. in a bathroom yeah. in Santa Monica. You don't want the Scotch Finger. Nope. It's surprising. Well, how come you didn't bring back a Tim Tim for uh, a Tim Tam? I did. You want one? Did you really? I, yeah, I have. I have. I, I brought back a four pack. I think my family's eaten most of them. But we'll I do that in the break. I'll give you a Tim Tam to start off the next segment and yeah. then see if you can do it. Fuck, that's good. Unless be... you just come in your pants. Uh, you know, you know that our, our our audience has a lot to look forward to right now. How many people checked out during the Tim Tam? 
if more people just, I wonder if there's like a point in this project oh, where you God. can hear people jump oh. off. Where you go, there they go, and there they go. I'd love to see those numbers. So fucking yeah. Uh, this podcast is called Boring. Mm-hmm. So wait, okay, so uh, so what we're gonna do in the third segment is just broadcast the last half of a Giants game. We're just gonna Lincecum sadness. How about that? Five and zero. Yeah, no, I'm gonna talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But it was I did I did the Sydney Opera House with Janine Garofalo, and that's a is that a big place? An enormous venue, but there are lots of rooms in it. The room we did was four hundred seats. And, uh, uh, but we did six shows and they all sold out and Janine and I would come out at the beginning of the show and I would say, welcome to Janine Garofalo and the guy that's touring with Janine Garofalo to let people know that they know that booze, nobody knows who I am. They just stared, but they were lovely and they, and they were, and they liked me and, and, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, there's something about being there that um, you would feel this. you go, you go do stand up there and for some reason they're laughing harder. They seem more delighted by you. There's something well, I think that in other, uh, it seems like this in other countries, they value that more that you, your ability to do that. And in here, you're just a fucking clown. There is, uh, there is a little bit of truth in that there. They do give standups, uh, and oddly enough in Australia, radio personalities have more, no, have more national exposure than TV stars. Like so, so radio is huge there. Like man cow would be a big deal. In, uh, man cow uh, is not a word that I ever want you to say again. Mm. <laughs> I don't want you to bring up man cow again. I'm going to Fuck. call Australia man cow. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like that idea at all. That's a podcast ender right there for me. <laughs> That's me walking up. You're listening to man cow. <laughs> man cow. Man cow tribute podcast. <laughs> God, let's do a man cow cover cover show where we just do man cow, but we cover his show. So we'll take one of his shows, we'll listen to it, and then we'll just do it beat oh, for fuck. beat. But as a two, you be man, I'll be cow. You know what the problem is with that though? Huh. We have to listen to man cow. Oh All right, so it just, it just that's a bad. That's a bad idea. All right, so so uh, I, what I'd like to do with this is take this podcast and then have a DJ cut it up yeah. with a track. And just put the best bits and then music. Like, do the whole thing as, like, an audio, like a rave. <laughs> like, a, we haven't made the saddest old man rave <laughs> ever. So no, seriously, the no, worst. Just, but this cut, 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 I feel sad. A stank cast. It's like a boy. This is not. Yeah, this should be perfect. No, you're the shit that happens in your head is upsetting. <laughs> I want this it's to be the people. only podcast you can listen to at Burning Man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> only. Oh fuck. Burning Man. <clears throat> oh. You know what would be better? Yeah. If we got nine guys to do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just nothing but talk. Uh, we should do it. Mm-hmm. Or we should take all three segments oh, and jam them together. We call it overtalk. <laughs> oh and we get nine dudes and we put all this all together. Yeah. Just everyone going at the same time. Tell me more about Australia. Uh, the, so, so the snacks are good. Did you, did you, uh, how's the food? I mean, besides the snacks, is, do they have like a, are they known for food? Um, you don't fucking know. Well, you know, no, no, like, uh, I don't know. I didn't, cause we didn't. You didn't go to any nice restaurants? Or yeah, anything? we had, I had sushi a couple times and like, uh. Sushi. Fish. I mean, they, they do yeah. fish really well over there. But well, uh, an island. what I did notice is that they do not have, and we asked this, they do not have chain restaurants there as such. What, so they have, McDonald's? no, they have that. So they Chili's? have that level. No, they don't have, there's no mid level. There's no sit down chains like, uh, wait Fridays. There's no Fridays. There's no, they have nothing like a Bennigan's. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Or a Brannigan's. Okay. Right, or a Brannigan. I'm going to call you an idiot right now. Outback Steakhouse. They don't have Outback Steakhouse. You're out of your fucking mind. I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. No, 
They are would, you going to tell me that Outback Steakhouse is an American corporate creation to make us think we're going to Australia? Fuck you. Good day, mate. Oh. Uh, they don't. They have Sizzler. Oh. They've got Sizzler. So, so they're literally 30 years behind Sizzla. us. Sizzler. Uh, they, they are 30 it? years behind us. No, they don't. They don't. And they, they take a little bit of pride in that. Because I said, well, where do, you, where do softball teams go? <laughs> I don't understand where people watch the sports. And they, but they've got pub culture like they do in England. Yeah, so they, they've got a lot of that. So they're um, drunks. Oh Jesus! Yeah, they drink. You don't get sober there. No, you you either didn't ever drink. Yeah. or you drink. No, but if you don't, if, it's a tough it's a tough culture to get sober. No, if I when I last time I was in England, it was just like it also at three o'clock in the afternoon. You're in a pub having a beer. Like it just, just like how you're pub culture works. Hang on, you got to say it right. You're in your own urine in a pub. I just figured that that didn't no, even say. When you said in, you start, start where you're in. Face you're down. in your. You oh, just, you woke like up on another urinal. Couldn't leave my pants. What time is it? Three in the afternoon. How is it? Yeah. It's soggy. It's very soggy. Yeah. That's how I roll. This is soggier than the biscuit I'm eating. If you have a problem with a guy who wakes up in urinals, then you shouldn't hang out with me. Because that's... Or go to England. How I do England. Yeah. That's how England does England. But so they... They... Um, it is a... Uh, but... Because there's a lot of sun there, you get the impression that people are healthier. <laughs> you get the there's impression people are healthier because there's a yeah. lot of, and there are, and the, the, the people in good looking the, the whole country is awesome looking. Really? Yeah, they're all they are because they they're out they're they're outdoors. They're fucked up, but they are at the beach. <laughs> they are fucked up, but they are surfing. They are yeah, they are. Um, I don't. No, they're nice. They're just it's, I don't know. I, when I was there, I was like, this would be an easy. And I don't I, I don't love to travel, and I don't. Uh, um, uh, and I generally want to come home pretty quick. And that's the only country I've ever been to where I was like, oh, pack it up. <clears throat> I saw a girl there whose show was so good at the Melbourne Festival that I'm hoping to turn it into something. But I uh, should help, turn her, help her. Butterfly. I'm trying to help her develop yeah. it. But only so I can go back over there. I mean, I love the show. And then I'm thought, maybe we can go to Australia and make a TV show for this person. Because, it, 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 yeah, it's just a cool country. Wow. I did, though, however, yeah. get – I. Uh, so hard. We, we can talk about this in the next segment because I didn't want to get on this. But I was at a college radio station uh-huh. and uh, they had Janine and I pick out five songs a piece and then we got to do an hour. Such a college radio station. Such a great thing. So, and we got to do, <laughs> and like everything, you know, oh. Janine had great food, you know, Buffalo Tom and a little bit of this, a little bit of that, like that. So I, they liked everything I picked. I picked some ska and some dub and something like that. And I thought, oh, I should pick my first favorite band from there. They'll dig that. And I picked the Hoodoo Gurus. And that would have been the equivalent of coming here and selecting some Huey Lewis. Like, <laughs> they were like, they, the, the lady goes, I think we're going to get in trouble for playing this. <clears throat> so, really, and I was like, God, I'm an ancient. Because when I was just, you know, you know, as the alternative music scene was happening, and uh, IRS is the cutting edge was airing on MTV back yeah. in the one of the first bands I saw on there was from Australia, the Hoodoo Gurus, and I just thought oh, it was like cool. too, right? Yeah, yeah, well, a little bit further along, but somewhere in the mid '80s. But anyway, I just thought that they would have retained their credibility, even like maybe like REM, and it was like I'd said, "Let's play Mike and the Mechanics." Like what? they could not have been oh more. God. And I. I you like, you really? basically slapped Australia in the face. I did. I, well, just with just the cool kids, like they were like, "Really, Grandpa?" Yeah. I mean, I should have picked Nick Cave. You, you, you should. Except I, I don't like Nick. I don't like Nick Cave either. I don't <laughs> want to be bored. <laughs> hey, is there music that can bore me? I like the idea me? of Nick Cave, but I prefer the execution of the Hoodoo Guru. Yeah, I don't, I don't want Nick Cave at all. Mm-hmm. It just—it's tiresome. It Do you want to be tired? I don't, and I don't, uh, and I don't quite get it, but. It was just, you know, it's your own fault for like thinking, oh, I'll pick something that I used to like when no one's going to, no one's going to appreciate that. I just went to a Y&T concert. Yeah, that's your own fault. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's not even something, that's not even podcastable. You can't, no, 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 there's no, no. no one on the other end of this. No. Well, there's no one on the other end of this for a couple of reasons. One, because they checked out two segments ago. But the other, <laughs> but the other part is. No, no, listen, you just fucking hold right on. Yeah. Wine tea? Now, no one knows who they are because they're what from the South Bay. Alcohol, was that the big song? No. What's the, what's the what one? Be my wine? The big, the big one was Summertime Girls. No, no, but they had the thing about getting drunk. Dirty and, Girl? No. And Leonard Hayes sang it. The Leonard drummer, Hayes sang it? He's the, not in our band anymore. 
I was called like alcohol or really? Mean, no, I, I was I was pre I was pre alcohol days. I was more Main Streak and Black Tiger. Oh yeah, they were doing tigers on t-shirts before Ed Hardy. So fucking think about that. Oh my god! But I went. Uh, drove up to Agora Hills. If you're not familiar with where that is in California, it's like the rock and roll epicenter. <laughs> no, it's just not. outside of Valencia. No, no, it's, it's outside of halfway to Gorman. It's, <laughs> it's halfway to Gorman, mm-hmm. where rock and roll started. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Who and, went? Uh, Who went? Me and a friend. Uh, I watch movies with some guys on Wednesdays, so me and Colin went up, and Brian Posehn. Uh huh. So three of us went up there to right. fucking rock the shit out of it. And uh, and I saw a girl I went to high school with. Uh huh. Of course you did. Uh, in the parking lot. <clears throat> yeah, we drank some wine coolers. Uh huh. And uh, and we went in. Did you do just a little meth, or how did that go for you? No, no, meth was so now. We did coke. We did <laughs> like it was fucking eighty two. Oh we did a lot of coke and credit card on our fucking box. Yeah, clack 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 clack. Grinding our, grind our fucking teeth, and we did uh-huh. the whole thing. Yeah. And we went in and. Uh, and it was so you started baby life. Well, the great the great thing is is it's not like when you go to a show now. Like say you go to the White Stripes, uh huh. It's you and a bunch of young people, right? Yeah. If you go to a wine tea show, mm-hmm. it's a bunch of yous. <laughs> it's fat bald dudes, uh huh, and some women that have kept themselves together, uh huh. Some women who have not, sure. Uh, and uh, it's a whole mix, but they're all your age and. Uh, and the and the the singer keeps so going, like, come on, let's let's hear some noise. And everyone's like, yeah, we're too old. Can you just play the hit? <laughs> yeah, get it over with. Uh, so it's really like an AA meeting on some level. Yeah, very much. A lot of people standing outside smoking. Yeah, and then you all go in. Yeah, and uh, and the band comes out and says, "Hi, we're Y and T." Yeah, and everyone goes, "Hi, Y and T," yeah. and then they share. Yeah. And then you go home. Yeah, and and the great part is when the band has a little chip on their shoulder and they say. Uh, yeah, so we got to finish by uh, we got to wrap this up by ten thirty because they're big money bands coming in after us. Yeah, and the big money band, a cover eighties band. Oh my god! Yeah, that's awesome though. Yeah, and a chip. Yeah, but you know what? But he, I gotta say that he's one of the best fucking frontmen ever. Dave Manichetti, amazing. You're gonna have a hard dude, time selling that uphill, but dude gonna, holds <laughs> up. Oh my god, dude holds up. It was amazing. He fucking holds up. How? Now no one... How's that possible? What do you mean? I'll First slap off. you. I'll fucking slap your face. <laughs> you mean because he can sing and play lead guitar at the same time? You know time? what this is? You know what this is going to be? Mm-hmm. Podcast history. The first live <laughs> podcast brawl about Y&T. <laughs> First time anyone's mentioned Y&T in a podcast. Nobody listening knows who the fuck they are. <laughs> no, look them up on Wiki, kids. And when they do, yeah. they'll look it up and they'll, go, they'll know never to come back to this podcast again. Black Tiger! Yeah, they'll be like, oh my God, these guys are the biggest... Li-. Like, I stumbled yep. upon this, yep. and I did a pity lesson, <laughs> and I went really far into it, their second segment, and I'm using segments in quotes, yeah. and they talked about a band called Yesterday and Today, uh-huh. Y&T, yeah. uh, an unattractive, middling metal band yeah. with no real hey, songs. Hey, they sold four million albums. <laughs> Yes, they have. Over, hey, I wiki, I wiki them. Don't fucking laugh at that again. They've not sold four million albums. I'll fucking wiki the shit out of them. Anyway, so they, so anyway, but so they'll, 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 they will take note of that, and then Mm. they'll go. I can't go back. What are they going to talk about next week? Well, probably your fucking pants making business. Hang on for a block of Night Ranger. You, I saw Night Ranger. Listen to me. I went to see okay, Y&T. Okay, well, now you're an asshole. No, I'm telling you a story. Okay. I went to see Y&T, and the band that opened up for them was called Ranger. Before they were Night. Before they were Night Ranger. And they uh, blew Y&T off the stage. Fuck you. They blew them off the stage. You're a fucking animal. They were like... <laughs> this is why nobody likes Even Y&T shook their shit. head. Like, yeah. You, 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 know what they, you know what they said? I guess that big professional band that went before us had to play. They've been, they've been in a bad mood for... for Decades. The segment's over, cocksucker. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Yeah, and there's no way anybody can still listen. Right? People are calling friends and asking them, if you see this podcast, don't download it, please. Like they've said to people, they've said, uh, 
it's not it's unbelievable that these two people think they should talk out loud yeah. at all. Yeah. I feel that. Let alone just that. to each other. I hear that <laughs> in know? my head yeah. every time a yeah. word comes out of my mouth. Yeah. It's like, what the, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Shut up. I feel Shut that up. way. I feel that way. Shut up. You can talk. Okay. Wow, man. I was, I, <clears> that was uh, awkward. I, uh. You know what we should talk about instead of the getting old thing? Yeah. yeah. You're not going to believe that. Did you, uh, so I did Mark Maron's podcast. Yes. Did you listen to it? I haven't yet. Okay, so you're a dick. But I will. No, no, no. That's no, no, fine. No, you're, you're, because you know what? You were on a, you were on a 26 hour flight. You don't have any fucking time to listen to a podcast. I was catching right? up. Right. And I just uh-huh. finished Robin Williams. You're next. Wow. Hey, thanks. Because you're good friends with Robin Williams, aren't you? Well, that's not true. Uh, you just think he's a little more interesting. I just listened to him in order. <laughs> I mean, Dave, you really turned this into this thing that's like, I can only listen to them in the order that they come up in. You and listen I, to them based Hawkins, on who is your friend. Robin Williams. And then I was about to enjoy yours. I listen to them in the car. And yeah. I enjoy, I mean, that's a podcast. If yeah. you're going to listen to no, a podcast. But what you're going to do is you're going to skip over me and go to Jim Norton, aren't you? No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't, I don't even know who Jim Norton is. He's a comic. He's I know who he is, but people, I don't know him. People, I don't, he admits people pee on him. Yeah, I, can't, I don't. I don't. Yeah, that's yep. not for me. Yep, not for it's me. It's gonna be at I'm the end of the show. To I'm gonna listen I'm to you. Pee on and you I'm, gonna, I'm gonna listen to you. Here's the deal. So I was on. You're gonna love this because. Um, so, uh, so Mark Marin for our listeners who are two girls that owned. Uh, he's just not that into you and stop listening uh, right after the first segment, and then uh, members of Dave's family. Uh, <laughs> That's so Mark Marin, for those of you who are listening, because Perry would appreciate if we did this. And he's going to have notes about old this, producer, by the way. Yeah. yeah, he was a producer of our radio show. Uh, Mark Marin is a uh, longtime comedian mm-hmm. from uh, the New York uh, via Boston, right? Isn't that? A little bit of San Francisco thrown in. Yeah, yeah. very good comedian uh, and has a, a podcast uh, that... Talks about comedy mostly. Mo- talks a lot about comedy. <clears throat> it's very good. What the fuck? You should listen to it. Okay, so I did it. And uh, good recap, by the way. Really professional radio guy there. I just wanted to bring our listeners yep. in. Yep. Uh, so I did it, and um, I talked about, you know, you talk about what made you a comedian shit. So I talk a lot about my dad, mm-hmm. yep. uh, who uh, I talked about as being an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And I discussed all the shit that I went through as a kid, which was, you know, not great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my dad's, uh, I think he's 70 now, maybe 72. Anyway, he, uh, I didn't think he'd listen. You didn't think he would listen? No, I didn't think he'd know it even existed. And that's, that didn't turn out to be true. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Now, first off, how does your dad end up listening to the Mark Maron podcast? That's a good question. I, I mean, that's a specific thing. Look, I'm very yes. certain that my parents will not be listening. Right. Well, my mother is no longer with us, but... But my dad will not be listening to this podcast. Good. Or the Mark Maron one. Fuck that guy. Well, I'm not going to tell him. No, that. no. Fuck you. Fuck him. He's no, but you know what I'm saying? Up in my business. He's, uh, well, he's, no. a, lot of, he's a problem. Uh, 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 yeah, I didn't think he'd listen either. You know, it's a po- number one, I didn't think he'd know how to fucking listen to a podcast, let alone, you know, work his email. So, uh, so I talked a lot. I talked about a lot of stuff. Good. Uh, really fucking intense shit that went on. The stuff I've never certainly ever talked to my father about. And uh, so I get an email. Here's how, here's what I think I'm, I think, I, th- I had no idea he even knew I had a blog. Right. So I think I linked to it on the blog and I think he listened to it that way. Yeah. So I just get an email and it says, uh, so uh, listen to the Mark Marin podcast. Very revealing. Um, yeah. That's all it said? Yeah. And have you... Oh, no, no. It's that it said riveting stuff. Love that. Now, he never signs anything. Love that. Wow. So, does he... Now, does he... So, now what happens? Well... Because here's two things about that story that I'm noticing. Number one, he's more interested in you than you think he is. Well, that was all part of the podcast. The part of the thing is, is that he's always a guy who will tell everybody else what I'm doing and has never said one word to me right. about anything. Right. 
So right there, you are almost laying the groundwork for, I should be thinking that he might be... Ch- like, Yeah, you're right. Because the area is then going to your... Well, he obviously reads your thing. Yeah. Well, I had no idea. Well, he, well yeah, but... But you didn't. But here's the thing. He. But we. But you do know he's more interested. So he. So he did, and he is. And then now he's seen it, and he said riveting stuff. <laughs> I, I mean, sarcasm. I mean, could be. Could be. I mean, if you were, if you had to hear, it is an interesting idea that if you, if uh, if you were going to hear bad news about yourself, mm-hmm. or maybe not. And, even, and let me just say this: even bad, maybe revealing. It's pretty brutal. But. If you heard it via a podcast, yeah, and you heard it in a discussion with another person, maybe that's an even better way to receive it than to try and have that conversation with somebody because then you have a moment to process it, and it's not being said at you, so it's being said about you. Now, you can also be really furious. Certainly, people get angry when they hear things said about them, but it's possible that your dad listened to it and went, "Huh." Maybe it never occurred. <laughs> you, I mean, no, it could have been I mad at you. Would he written you if he was mad at you and just said, I'm mad at you? No, he would never do that. He'd send an email like he did. Like, so you don't know what's happening. Like, so I don't know. Any Anytime there's going to be a conversation with my dad, I don't know what the fuck's happening. Like, he, that's the kind of email he says. So I go, oh, that could be that you liked it by based on how it's written. Or it could be that you hated it based by the crazy subject. Well, now, is there any part of you that wants to find out? Well, I answered. So what did you say? I said, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Oh, my God. You're both playing the same game. <laughs> That's awesome. So you're both playing the same game. Well, okay. Wow. So now he can look at that and go, well, shit. Okay. I move my pawn. You move yours. This fucking chess game. Here's two people not talking to each other in email. But if I, maybe I can go on the Mark Barron podcast and talk about how I feel about Dave. Maybe if you got, maybe you should have Marin call your dad. Because you kind of have to go on Marin's show and tell him about this. I think that me and my dad should only talk through Mark Marin's podcast. You should call Marin, yeah, or write him and say, "Listen, I don't want to. I'm not asking to do another segment on your show. What I'm, and you should tell him this story. Yeah, and you should say either A, you should call my dad, or B, we should call my dad. But somehow via your podcast, which which uh, is having an impact, uh, not only just as a. a that, and what Marin should have is a daytime talk show. Yeah. He's bringing people together. Oh, my God. And we'll call it the Greg Barron Show. I mean, the funny thing about it is, you know, when you listen to Mark's show, you know, uh, and I, it's odd to talk about somebody else's podcast, but we should recommend and good one to listen to after this one. Yeah. He, he starts his show, generally, the, 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 the first segment is a journey that Mark's on. And it's uh-huh. always about him trying to be a better person, whether that's true or not. He definitely... Is in the world saying, here's what's wrong with me, mm-hmm. here's how I do things wrong, here's how I perceive things, mm-hmm. here's what I'm angry at, here's my what the fuck moment, which is what the show's called. But it's very revealing and it's very entertaining. And then he does interviews with people and he fucking digs. He never just does, like I remember I ran into Scott Ackerman, who actually did it, who runs the, uh, Scott Ackerman is a comedian who runs the uh, Comedy Death Rate Podcast. Comedy Death Rate Podcast. And I listened to his. It was in, in a line before yours, Dave. You hadn't even recorded yours yet. And his wow, but he came off that show saying, "Man, I, it was such a serious conversation." And Mark asked real questions at the end. They were talking about him wishing he'd been in high school, wanting to be a nerd, and he was really into music, and that's what he wanted his career to be. Like mm-hmm. he gets stuff out of people that you don't normally get, and yeah. I think it's fascinating that he that he's done that. And you should you I think you need to follow up. <sighs> I don't want to go there. Here, here's how I feel. I feel like. If he wants to address it, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, I've, I've put the information out there. Is it my job to now follow up and be like, so what you think about that? Well, he did. It would be weird if you had called him and told him to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been, then I would have thought, I would have hated you. But if you... Because you... Because he did... Look, you have to remember who he is sometimes. He's not you. So what? his version of trying to talk to you is an obtuse email. You're, so you, you have more on the evolutionary scale than he does. So you a little to, bit. Look, but, you look. Look, but you have to look at what he did as like he didn't have to even address it. He could have been furious and never talked to you again. That's that is a, true. That's, that's a way to go with it. Yeah. He could have written you back and said, don't ever fucking talk to me again. Don't talk about this family. Don't talk about my life. You yeah. have no right. 
He didn't. Yeah. He said it was interesting stuff. So part revealing, of him, revealing, revealing. So this riveting. is part of him riveting the and two revealing. Hours. But those are two things that he's saying. I'm sensing that he listened to it and learned something. Oh, I'm sure he did. Right now, if he's still, you know, that guy, then he's still in the struggle anyway. But yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a positive thing. Really, yeah. my my what? You know, when you some people aren't good at being people. Yeah, and he's one of them. He uh, that doesn't well, mean, that I, doesn't mean he's not trying. It does, and and you know, I also have to say this is a guy who told me he had cancer via an email. Yes, and a guy who called you a few days after your son was born. Yeah. Right. But but he called you. You see, we don't always get it the way we want it. And, wow. and we're not always dealing with human beings that are as, you know, like you have to remember, like, I think, well, you should think like I do because this is the way I do business. Well, yeah. a lot of people don't do business the way I do business. And then I have to decide whether that's okay enough for me to be in a relationship with them. And some people it is. Look at David Cross and Jeanine Garofalo. They're two of my bestie friends on some level because yeah. they've never not done anything for me. Like if I need a favor and I ask them, they'll do it. Yeah. I never talk to them. <laughs> yeah. I talk to Jeanine once a year, admittedly. But yeah. when I hang out with her, like that's just our friendship. I don't need her to be like me to be my friend. I don't need Dave to be like me. He's never going to be like me. to be my friend, but I like him. But it's, that's what it is. It's weird to think about that with a family member, yeah. especially the one that raised you. Yeah, well. But, right? So, uh, based on that then, then I did kind of did the right thing with my email. Yes, but I feel like you should have gone one step further. Like you could have I said, should have said sorry. Have said, no, I said if you ever want to talk about this stuff, we can. Uh, or, or uh, uh, you know, I was on the radio and I was answering questions honestly. And if you ever want to talk about this stuff, we probably should. Or whatever. Like there's a way to say, uh, oh, we both know what we heard. No, yeah. we don't know. We have no idea what kind of shape he was in when he was listening to it. That is true. He came in drunk and listening to a rave podcast. He got really confused. <laughs> <laughs> this is riveting stuff. He might have listened to the Robin Williams oh, interview. Oh, yeah, fuck. Oh, God, that would be great. <laughs> he might have listened to another episode. <laughs> I did not know you were on Mork and Mindy. When did oh, you start God. running the uh, uh, Upright Citizens Brigade's d- d- comedy death rank? Fuck. You're not Scott Ackerman. When did you change your name to Scott Ackerman? You know, you know those moments in, in life where you think back... Uh, and you just have this like shiver of like embarrassment and shame, like mm-hmm. it still affects you that way. My my wife right now is getting hit with those like every hour because of the podcast. She just keeps thinking about the stuff I said and going, oh, oh God. Because what you said and what, yes, yeah, I have to listen to it. Yeah. When we talk about it the next time we do this, but, but, but I think that there's a, I do feel like it opened a door and then your dad came towards the door. So I do feel like there's a, um, yeah. I feel like there's something. Uh, you think this is going to break down a lot of walls? I don't know. No, because he, he, he'd have to be. He'd have to. No, you're not going to end up at a picnic or anything. No, because your dad has to be. He has to change for him to be different. Mm-hmm. But I will say you have to give him a little bit more credit than you're probably giving him. Yeah. Because okay. I do feel like we just learned a. Not only does he read your thing, but the, like my dad doesn't go listen to podcast. If I'm not on the TV and tell him when it's on, and he's a big fan. Yeah. But I got to take him to the. I got to walk him over to the thing. Now he's 78 years old. He's got a girlfriend. He has a penthouse apartment in San Francisco. He didn't really have time. He's walking in a lot of walls. Dude, he's, dude, he, that guy, my dad is like, my dad has the dream life that any dude yeah, would ever really want weird. in his life. Penthouse he's apartment, top of Knob Hill, walks down, gets his coffee yeah. in the morning, goes for a run, has a girlfriend, drives off, like just goes over to Marin, has buddies, his Club is down the street. The golf? Fellas. No, he doesn't Doesn't even have time. He goes to see... He's just living a fucking amazing life. He's my hero. But... but I my dad have, doesn't do that. I would have to say to him... Uh, I would have to say to him, I'm on tonight at 9 o'clock on NBC. Which one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. <laughs> he doesn't know. But dad, uh, but he always knows what I'm up to, and he's you know, and watch he'll he'll listen to this podcast. I'm getting an email. Uh, my dad uh, will uh, will say stuff like, "Hey, will you uh, send me an email? I got an email. Are you on a commercial in Honda or to- no? Are you on a Toyota? Your uncle said he saw you on a Toyota. No, it was Honda. It was a Honda commercial, Dad. Uh, yeah, I'm on a Honda commercial right now. 
And then literally two weeks go by. Oh, I've seen that like 10 times. Never even noticed it was you. You remember what I look like, right? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Quick description. Yeah. Uh, I don't look like you. Oh, thank you. I don't know how to respond to that except for, um, oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So again, that's, that's he's not good at it. He's not good. There are just people that aren't good at it, but he started the dialogue. Fuck. Yeah. He started the dialogue. I can't wait. I'm going to go listen to Marin's, like I'm going to, I'm driving into my. Yeah. Listen to it with the idea that he was listening to it and it's a whole different experience. That'll be good. This has been the best segment of the whole thing. This show, we should take out the two segments that preceded this one. No. And just make this the show. The Y and T. This was really going, no, the Y and T going into the classics. That actually, that actually would have the classic graven. I think that might be <laughs> out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> out of your goddamn mind. We should just talk about your dad when we do this show. Oh God, the Red Menace. We should just talk about your relationship with your dad because uh, 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 it, that's interesting stuff. There's not a lot there. I think there's more there than you think is there. Wouldn't it be great if he did a podcast? The old old man uh, drinky center. We don't even know that he isn't. Oh fuck! What if he's got? Oh god, we're so late into the game. He's probably got a podcast. <laughs> Your dad has a podcast. We are. We literally. We. This has been my career in a lot of ways. Like I, we were when I came here in 1993. I had a band called the uh, New Sheridans, and we recorded a seven inch. On the last day people wanted to ever hear anything on vinyl. Like the day we recorded it was the last day of vinyl records until the recent, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's it. So we record, and we didn't record anything else. Yeah. We didn't, we, we refused to put out a CD. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, no one likes us anyway, and we're not giving you what you want. Yeah, no. Okay. You had integrity. We, re- we recorded a really cute pink seven inch the day that they stopped making vinyl. We also were in a new wave band in 1993. Yeah. So we were making new wave music, mm-hmm. I think the same year that Zach Wilde made Stillborn. <laughs> and it was popular. The same year. Uh, really all of the grunge. Never mind. Yeah, people yeah, were, yeah, really yeah, yeah, I mean, people were shooting themselves in Seattle. They were not wanting yeah. to hear New Wave Princess by the uh, New Sheridans or Blaine no, I don't. or Action Figure Friday, which are the three songs wow. on our single. But. So I've always been like just right there with what's happening. Now the weird thing is, in retrospect, when you hear that stuff, it sounds really cool because it sounds kind of retro and mm-hmm. it actually and, and it actually feels like right about now. Yeah. So we were either so fucking early. Yeah. Like we're we you and I are making our podcast for the podcast renaissance. <laughs> For the re, when people re start listening to podcasts for fun, just like the kids are making cassette, you know, the kids are making mixtapes now on cassettes. Yeah. Do you know that? Yeah. They're buying cassettes again and they're making mixtapes. Well, yeah. To be then, contrarians. And then it'll be CD ROMs. No, totally. I'm going to go out and buy a picture disc today, <laughs> a laser disc. I'm going to start watching all my hey, movies on laser discs. got some really great. Uh, <laughs> they, have, they, have a, if they, they have a great laser yeah, disc. A big fucking tiger on the fly. Live of them at the stone. That's the worst. That is the worst. I think we're done with our first podcast. I think we are. And I think we got through it. And I think if you got through it, good on you. Good on you. They'll get better. Sorry. Will they? They Or they'll get much worse. Oh, fuck. I hope so. I hope they will. I'm going to start doing math. Uh, I haven't stopped. It's all coming together. You're going to hear on this podcast through its two and a half month life. <laughs> <laughs> the deterioration of two men on meth. Yeah. <laughs> and their friendship. Uh, I love that this thing's only over two and a half months. That sounds exactly right. I like two and a half podcasts. But then you find it later, like the new Sheridan single. At some point, that new Sheridan single that came out on Hell Yeah, yeah. Records mm-hmm. uh, uh, will be worth nothing. But it would be so fun to talk uh, about. To, to 18 people, it's going to be a really great conversation. We, if we can put music on this, we should go out of this segment with... Because I've got it on with the Yeah, we can do that. We'll do that. We'll play, uh, we'll play New Wave Princess on the way out. All right. Thanks for listening. Let's call the show New Wave Princess. Thanks for listening to New Wave Princess. Uh-huh.